Um, it is now 10 minutes after 4 o'clock in Liao. Uh, we're in conversation next with the Professor Tulio de Oliveira, who's a professor of uh, bioinformatics at the School of Data Science and Computational Thinking at Stellenbosch University. He now joins us on the line following the WHO's announcement that the COVID-19 is no longer a public health emergency of international concern. We hear from the professor about what this means and how we should conduct ourselves moving forward. Prof, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So when the WHO says it is no longer a public health emergency of international concern, what does that mean? Okay. Good afternoon, Adrian, and good afternoon for your listeners. Yeah. So it means that that the pandemic is still here, the virus is still here, but it's not it's not concerned the globe as I imagined. What it means? It means that the WHO suggests, which which I fully agree, that at the moment we have every reason to believe that COVID should just be treated as one of hundreds of diseases and viruses and bacteria that are currently affecting the globe. Yeah. Mm. Why that? The main reason is not that the virus it is it is less pathogenic, is less transmissible, is that just in the last three years we have built a unit wall from both previous infection and vaccination and unfortunately from large number of excess deaths that it means that at a general level, at the population, even if people get infected with COVID, that's very unlikely to develop severe symptoms, which lead to hospitalization and death. And then we basically have very unlikely, extremely unlikely, that we're going to have to take countermeasures such as what happened, such as stop traveling or lockdowns or non-pharmaceutical interventions. Yeah. So the WHO saying that, yes, indeed, there are still more infections. Um, it says millions of, of infections and thousands of deaths each um, each week around the world. Um, but if we look at those deaths, what do they tell us then about immunity one, but also the the effectiveness of the um, of, of of some of the inoculation shots that we've taken? Okay, so, so, so that's where, uh, for example, data from South Africa is so important. Yeah, so South Africa has one of the best uh, death registers in the world. Yeah, and that every week the South African Medical Research Council yeah, released something that's called excess death. So that's death that's in excess than we were predicting by this time of the year. Mm. And in the last in the last forty months, yeah, a year and two months, yeah, we do not see uh, excess that higher than we expect. So what it means, yes, the virus is still here, it's still circulating, unfortunately, still killing some people, but not more than what we'd expect from excess. And that's because the great majority of individuals, yeah if they have been vaccinated, or especially the ones that have been boosted or have a hybrid immunity, they're going to catch the virus, but they will not develop severe symptoms unless they have very, very extreme uh, comorbidities. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know what the stats tell us about the deaths in, in, in South Africa this is now, um, in terms of an average figure? Yes, so, so, so especially in the last 14 months, but especially since the beginning of this year, our weekly debt is exactly in the line that we expect, yeah. Mm. 
So what it means, it means that COVID is not contributing to more deaths than yeah. what was expected in South Africa from the other diseases. And as you are aware, South Africa has a big burden of infectious diseases such as HIV and tuberculosis, and also a big burden of non-communicable diseases such as hypertension, diabetes. So still a lot of people is dying in South Africa from all these diseases, yes, some of lifestyle, other from mm-hmm. pathogens, but it's not more than what we would expect it. Whereas in the previous waves of epidemics of COVID, such as in the first wave in the beta and the delta, our excess death is skyrocket, which did allow very confidently the scientists to point point that related to COVID. Sure, but do we have an average figure of uh, deaths related to COVID-19? What is that average figure? I think that the average figure is very low, yeah, if you are talking especially to COVID. So we are talking uh, at the moment of probably dozens, if not uh, deaths a week. But at the moment, it's difficult to tease that apart because that's not reported anymore. Ah, okay. And then um, this study is, of course, still continuing as well as looking at at how the virus is is evolving um do we do, do what is it that the data is is showing us when it comes to um how the virus is um is evolving and whether or not there is a con- a, a case for for concern the okay. mutilation yeah i think that, that that that's a very important question that you did because one of the caveats when Dr. Tedros, the Director General of the World Health Organization, he highlighted that the COVID is not an international public concern. The first, the first aspect that he said that countries should take, it is to do surveillance, and especially surveillance of the variants. And that we took very serious. That yeah, that's that, that's a program that South Africa got got world famous yeah from the genomic surveillance and we're still doing genomic surveillance every week in south africa that's that's a big program that involves 10 large labs in south africa including the national institute of communicable disease and both ferry and crisp the two labs that i direct yeah and what we see we see that at the moment yeah we we have one sub lineage of omicron mm-hmm. that the technical name is called xbb 1.5 that is causing the majority, 90% of the infections. But important to highlight that the force of infection is quite low. And this variant, or this lineage that is in South Africa of Omicron, is also the same one that's everywhere in the world. So in the last few weeks, we haven't seen anything new emerge. We don't have any reason to concern. But as a country that have invested so much in advanced science and technology, we believe that it's important under the guidance of the WHO that we continue monitoring that in case something unusual that causes a spike of, com- mm. uh, of infections increase. Then you have the second step that the WHO recommends is that this it is what you call the quick communication with the government, with the ministries of health, with the public health entities to start taking countermeasurement. Sure. We also have the system in South Africa and when that happened, if it happened, which I expect not, yeah, that, that we, we have the system to quickly identify and communicate any unusual or worrying variant in case they emerge. 
Uh, uh, Prof, I don't know if you've seen uh, more people actually starting to wear masks. Some saying that there is a new variant that there that COVID nineteen um, has mutated yet again. But from where you're standing currently, um, is there a variant of concern currently in the country? So, so at the moment, and for the past fourteen months, yeah, since the end of two thousand and twenty-one, yeah. We, we 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 still have the the omicron the omicron uh, variant yeah so it is you know, omicron is presenting now in hundreds if not thousands of what technically call lineage yeah so we have we have a lineage that that it is that 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 is transmissible covid is is highly transmissible but that do not cause more infection, do not cause more disease, and do not have been caused any hospitalization and death in South Africa. But just to say that that once it starts coming the winter months, yeah, and that's something that has not been a habit in South Africa, but for example, I travel a lot to, to Asia. If you go to Singapore or, or, or Japan in mm. the winter months, when they come the the winter season, that you have the respiratory viruses, not only COVID but influenza, virus. We have dozens of respiratory viruses. People that get a cold, they tend to use a mask as a respect to other individuals. Okay. I'm not saying that's happening in South Africa, but that's something that that what they call respiratory virus hygiene is very developed in some countries. Would be good if it happen in South Africa. If you have a, a cold, if you are sneezing, if you are coughing, that one would would use a mask, not again to to protect one, but to avoid infection. But not only COVID, but especially of yeah. influenza. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, that is a Professor Tulio de Oliveira, Professor of Bioinformatics at the School of Data Science and also Computational Thinking at Stellenbosch University. It's twenty minutes after four.